In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. we were just talking about have you ever been so hungover that you (laughs) wished for death and (laughs) wished you could like have a different life than you ever had before whoa (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's dark but also yeah um yeah that's why I don't drink very much because I do not like that feeling at all so Yeah, I'm, like, having it hit me in waves, some of which are actual waves of nausea, but many are waves of regret. (laughs) Um, Well, that's the beauty of a hangover, is not only do you feel, like, physically ill, you're, like, emotionally having to be, like, what did I do? What did I say? Like, am I supposed to be embarrassed? Should I call someone and apologize? Like, it's a, it's not good. No. It's not a good feeling. It is not good. And <laughs> the reason I asked it maybe in such a stark way was because <laughs> uh, the episode we're going to watch today has nothing to do with drinking, although <clears throat> you may drink heavily as a result of having watched it. Um, yeah. But... Really, today's episode is a lot about um, what your life would be like if you made different choices. (laughs) (laughs) That actually is a good, that's, golly. I mean, it is, it's dark, but it is actually a good, um, I was wondering where you were going with that in this show. Are you impressed that, that I got it there? I am. I'm actually, that's. Pretty good. Because um, I, you know, and, to be honest, usually my lead ins are like just like the thing I was thinking about five minutes before. And so it usually yeah. doesn't go great. But the thing I've been <laughs> thinking about since I woke up this morning is. Is life choices. It, life choices and <laughs> wanting new ones from last night. <laughs> so basically, what you're telling me is. It's a Wonderful Life is basically just what is the that character's name in that movie doesn't matter but it's just basically George Bailey. Hit, yes. It's just basically him waking up from a hangover being like, "Hmm. What could I <laughs> do differently?" Choices. Um, well, maybe. It was the 40s, so like people did drink people, pretty heavily back then. Yeah. I feel also I know nothing about the 40s. I feel also though that you would just like wake up and drink too. 
which I guess people do now as well. But like, I oh, feel like you mean in the forties? I thought you were talking yeah, yeah. about me specifically. Like, I make no. such life choices that are like, <laughs> you just you're drinking you all just the are time. Always drunk. <laughs> you just your hair of the dog, always drunk. No, I meant like in the forties, at least. And my only reference, obviously, is like movies and only a few of them. But sure. like, I feel like they're always drinking in those movies. Yeah, I wonder too if and that's, no one's ever drunk. Well, yeah, that's what like. I was gonna say. It might also just be like that's meant to like show glamour or something, or like a yes. lifestyle. Um, yes. So I don't. Yeah, it's hard to know if people actually did drink as yeah. much as it's portrayed, but I think they did because, and I think a lot I mean, of they those, had like bar carts like in their living room and, and stuff. I feel like in those types of movies. Yeah, and also like certainly it's on record that a lot of those stars like were, were alcoholics. alcoholics. <laughs> so you know, Damn. but again, that does okay, not kids, tell anything. Children don't drink and drive. <laughs> right, and also uh, just because everyone in Hollywood is an alcoholic doesn't mean that's what like people in the world were like at right. the time either. But well, hello right. everyone. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to See You Next Week in Space. Uh, with you as always, I am Sarah Walsh and I am here with my co-host and sister Amy Walsh. And I'm glad I reeled us back in from losing <clears throat> our minds about alcoholism in the 40s to talk about yeah. today's episode which involves what your life would be like if you did everything differently. So, Amy, mm. why don't you tell our listeners what we are talking about today? <laughs> well, I feel like it's going to be a surprise. Unless, yes. obviously, you're uh-huh. listening and you see, like, the title and know already, duh. But from, from that conversation, it's a lot lighter than what you might think. Yes. So we're talking about an episode of the show called ALF. Um, this show was a sitcom that ran from 1986 to 1990. The episode specifically we're talking about is called Stairway to Heaven. It is season three, episode two, uh, airing on October 10th of 1988. And this show is nutty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I should but also... But I loved it. I, I should also say that um, because of like me doing some moving and various stuff... Uh, time was at a premium for me over the past some weeks, so we decided that this is part two of what is now becoming a three-part series um, of weird 80s <laughs> sitcoms. Um, yeah, and I'm into it. They are. I'm into it, too. I just didn't know there was as much... So many. ...like material that we could refer to in this Yeah. Realm. Um... Like I don't think there's any like sci-fi sitcoms that are like current. I know there's lots of sci-fi shows, but like not really that are like in this weird kind of like sitcommy like cutesy light type of thing. I feel like all the current ones are very like serious. Yeah, I mean we talked about this when we talked about Red Dwarf as well. Oh yeah. Um. So there are some I'm sure that maybe yeah I'm not aware of, but like I guess so. And the thing that really unites the triumvirate, the trifecta of shows that we're going to be talking about in this series is that these ones are basically literally just an average sitcom, but with one of the family members being something weird. So... (laughs) 
that's so true. In the case, With just like some type of sci-fi element baked yeah. in, yeah. But then we're just doing the same stupid shit, like having two dates to the prom. It's right. like a secret birthday party. That's next week's <laughs> episode. Um, like, oh my god, mishaps about the neighbors. Like it's all just yeah. stupid shit like that, but with. You know, in the case of this movie, or sorry, this show, I'll read you the IMDb description. It says, a furry alien wise guy comes to live with a Tanner family after crashing into their garage. And that's That's Alf. so crazy. That's Alf. And don't get it confused with Full House, which is also the right. Tanners, apparently. Right. It's um, the only name that, was- that could exist for a family. In 1986. The only, the only, the only white family name they had in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but that is, that is crazy. Can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine being like a studio executive or whomever like green lights things and someone's like, yeah, hey, I got an idea. It's like a furry alien wise guy and he like drops down into their garage and just like starts living with them. And then he's like, the person's like, Yes. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that is exactly what happened in this Clearly. show. <laughs> uh, so um, first, let's, I'll give some information that is just useful to the premise of the show to kind of like flesh out the world of Alf. And then yeah. we can talk about like the action. There's some weird stuff about like the production that I think is also worth saying as well. So okay. um ALF stands for alien life form. Mm-hmm. Uh but it turns out, and this was something I didn't remember even though I watched this show when it was out. Um Alf, they like the Tanners call him Alf, but yeah. Alf's actual name is Gordon Shumway. And what the actual hell is that about? (laughs) I do not know. Like That is... So, like, this is what's weird, is, like, whoever was on the job of this sci-fi thing was like, okay, um, Alf is going to be from a planet called Melmac. And you're like, got it. That sounds science (laughs) fiction-y, an alien. Mm -hmm. But but on Melmac, his name is Gordon Shumway. And then I'd be like, (laughs) wait a second... I feel well, like the, I've thing, heard that name before. I, you, yeah, and the funny thing is it's such a human name. And also, like, it, there's, because it's a puppet, that he looks not at all human. You know, I know and sometimes, like, when there's, like, alien shows, they, like, put on a human body, like, or an Edgar suit, if you will. Your favorite. <laughs> um, my favorite. Um but he is a furry, like, bear-looking thing. He and is a furry, for sure. Someone wants to yeah. have sex with that thing. Yikes. Um, not I. No. But the, but the, I don't know, the fact that he looks the way he does and this whole Gordon Shumway thing, like, blows my mind. I don't there's know. no part of him that seems human. Nothing that says this thing should be named Gordon. No. Like... I would actually even be cooler if his name were, like, Ralph Shumway. Yes. Like, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I guess, fine. Like, yeah, whatever. that's so true. Um, yeah. So, 
the other, and so that's really all the backstory that we need since every episode is an episode. So there's nothing like building off previous. Um, yeah. The other thing that I've also discovered about the three shows that we're going to be covering in this little series is that they're all made for syndication. Um, mm. Because I do think that was probably kind of like coming into its own in the at this time. And so like a lot of different yeah. shows were doing it. I feel like it maybe is like... What, I mean, now we're already kind of over this hump, but remember when people were like, just get a Netflix show? Uh, yeah, wait, what, no, what? <laughs> like, if you couldn't get something on the big networks, you would like, be oh, like, like oh, Netflix was it. sort of like a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think we're definitely past that. I think Netflix is like where you want your stuff right, now, sort right. of. Right. Um, yeah, and then Netflix was the one that came, became good, and then it was like, oh, if Netflix won't take it, go to Hulu, and like, you know, like, yeah. and so yeah, on yeah, down yeah. the line. So I think that's what these kind of functioned like as well. Mm -hmm. So the thing that is the truly strangest thing about this is that apparently, um, this was a living hell for every person involved in the show. <laughs> Um, not just mm. the actors, but like everyone, um, production Damn. was extremely grueling, um, because of the puppet aspect of it, um, <laughs> which seems like, well, you know, they've been doing Sesame Street for decades. Like why yeah, figure hasn't it out, that guys. like been good? And I think yeah. that the problem is, is that, or the difference is, I should say, is that like, Sesame Street has many different puppets and many different actors and many different sets and, like, things you can do. Um, yeah. Whereas here, like, very similar to Sm Small Wonder, too, like, they're pretty much just in the house. Uh, yeah. Alf can't ever leave the house. Um, and that's because they don't want to do different sets for puppets, you know, but like, right. Um, so it's like very claustrophobic in that sense. And then more to the point, uh, the puppet got all the best jokes. <laughs> and like, I think I, I love that. I love that. Like the actors are like jealous of the puppet. I think that's hilarious and I get it, you know, um, but also, it's partially because what I read about the puppet guy, puppeteer, is he was the, like, producer, writer, and director of yes. the show. So he was like, bitch, I get the good line. <laughs> yes. And that, I like, I know that probably some people can be the writer, director, producer, star, and probably not be assholes. But yeah. it didn't sound like this guy was was capable of that. Like he, I think it's hard. Yeah, um, and especially if you already are kind of an asshole. Like, and I don't know anything about this guy to be clear. But like, yeah, it's very hard if you have if you're a little if you are someone who gets drunk on that kind of power. Easily. Please don't say the word drunk to me <laughs> right now. Like I really can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, if you're someone who. It, uh, abuses power, I guess. Um, I don't know if I'm good with that word either. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Today is a rough one. Yikes. Anyway, he uh, was not a nice guy, I guess is just all no, I'll say. No, I don't, I don't get that impression. And then really, like, 
the funniest anecdote that I heard about this is that the guy who plays the dad, Willie Tanner, uh, actually physically attacked the puppet. (laughs) I love that um, because I can totally picture it because actually to me, that actor seems like he always kind of plays an asshole a little bit or like a very acerbic guy. Yeah, he seems Um, very like, and that's the thing is like, I think it's because of his looks like, you know, like yeah. he looks like kind of a pencil pushing, like rule. He looks like a follower. no fun. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a no fun and his voice is very like monotone. Um, you know, yeah. But I love that. I can, I can 100% picture it. <laughs> yeah. He in particular uh, really came to resent the puppet and the show and the whole thing of it all. Um, and presumably, the puppeteer was really the main yeah. source of the frustration. Frustration so yeah. much so that in fact, like so, this show they only did four seasons, um, but still managed to do ninety six episodes. Um, Damn, I think it's a some. It's definitely a, hovering around a hundred. Um, wow, they managed to do that, but at the same time, everyone was miserable so much so that. Willie Tanner, dad, uh, like, stormed off the set of the final, like, shoot (laughs) and was like, fuck you guys, I'm not coming back. (laughs) Like, um, and he didn't come back. Like, uh, I mean, (laughs) wow. That's, that's, oh, that's great. It's, I mean, I really, uh, don't I mean, doesn't everybody just have a dream of doing that at one time in their life for whatever reason, just like storming away from something, whether it's a job, whether it's a person, whether it's a whatever, and just like storming away and like not even saying a word and not coming back. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I would do to top it is to have like both of my middle fingers up as I <laughs> storm out silently like that. That would be you know, wait. You know what that reminds me of? I have to just say, like, that reminds me of a comedy bit that uh, Nick Swardson does, and it's not really related, but the double middle finger makes me think of it. He talks about how when ice skaters fall at the Olympics, mm-hmm. how he's like, I would be so pissed if I did that. I've been training all this time. I fall at the Olympics, and I have to just get up and pretend like it didn't happen. No, this is what I would do. I would fall, and then I would get up, and I would would do the thing where they like skate in a circle around the edge and I would just have both my middle fingers up and do a spin. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, for sure. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about this cast. Uh, I mean, the, a bunch of these bunch of assholes, (laughs) I guess. I mean, and like, honestly, the people who were the main kind of, uh, family, the nuclear family around surrounding Alf like very few pretty much after they did this they were like i'm not acting anymore like yikes it's like like poisoned everyone yeah um so alf is voiced and puppeted by a guy named paul fusco uh who was 35 when this particular episode aired and he did exactly what you said amy where he went into a room and I don't know if he would have had the ALF puppet with him or if he was just describing it. Either way, it's weird. Um, Wait, like this is him pitching it alone? Yes. Is that what you're about to say? Yes. Oh. Whoa. 
And like, so obviously the Alf thing is his brainchild. I think I yes. also read that like every other thing he's done is like Alf related. Yes. If you look at his Pretty stuff much. on IMDb, he's just done reappearances Alf. as Alf. <laughs> Um, yeah. on and on huh. and on into infinity. And I think there's even like a cartoon that shows up for a brief time. Mm. Um, but like basically the whole thing is that Alf is like a 1950s comedian. <laughs> uh, like he's like a, he's like a dad joke slinger. Yeah, like, he, he's like kind yeah. of in the vein of like a Rodney Dangerfield yeah. Um, and like a Shecky Green and yeah. like those guys. And like I I actually keep, whenever I picture Alf, and I'm sure there is actually a scene in the show that does this, I picture him with a cigar like in his yeah. mouth or in his hand and he's doing mm-hmm. all of those kind of like uh, dipshit jokes. That's his like. You know what's funny is he also reminds me a little bit of like Dave Coulier is younger, but like Dave mm. Coulier and like his style of yeah. comedy, which yeah, in in Full House anyway, yeah, like that <laughs> like kind of cheesy buffoonish, yeah, yeah. Um, although apparently Paul Fusco's whole thing was that he liked to uh, push the envelope and would do, I guess, kind of probably like more blue humor stuff uh, with Alf. Well, I. I just heard something gross today from some people I was talking about with Alf. This was like the first thing they said to me, and I was like, ew. <laughs> um, they were talking about the whole like cat eating thing. Yeah. Being a euphemism. Oh, of course. And Why I am I, I so obviously dumb? Obviously as a kid, I, I would not have thought of that no. because I'm not a horrid, disgusting But I'm, I mean, how come today 40-year-old Sarah just learned this just now? Well, I learned it from other people and was like, no. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. That's gross. Of course. That's oh, disgusting. I, I'm having another. No, sorry. <laughs> a, another moment of self-recrimination like I had with you earlier on the phone. Sorry. Oh, God. Why am I such I'm an sorry. idiot? Of course. Um, I, w- I mean, obviously, as a child, we did not get no, that, thank no, God. No, but we, that would have been a bad, I think that would have been a sign of some kind of abuse if, yeah, <laughs> yes. if we had And, I mean, joke. to be fair, that particular joke isn't done in this episode, but I know it was a running thing with him that he liked to eat cats. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, cool. So, basically, Paul Fusco is, like, kind of nasty. He is not a great guy. Um, yeah. Then we have the dad, Willie Tanner, uh, played by Max Wright, who's 45 when this episode came out. Um, he is the one who probably is, like, the most recognizable, I would say, mm-hmm. from this group. Um, yeah. Because he did do quite a lot of TV, uh, both before and after Alf, um, and I get, you know, none of it of particular note or acclaim. Um, oh, come on. He was the guy who, before Gunther on Friends. <laughs> that doesn't mean much to me, but fair <laughs> enough. Um, but really the thing to remember about him is that he was the one who super hated interacting with Alf. Um, the thing to remember about him is he punched a puppet. Yes. Move on. We got it. Yeah. Then we have, um... Mom, Kate Tanner, played by Anne Shadeen, who's 39. Um, she, too, mostly 
seemed to do TV acting, um, mm-hmm. and then got ALF, uh, which, you know, what I can infer from, like, also what we learned about Small Wonder last week, like, I feel like she got her ALF money and then was like, I'm done. Because uh, yeah. after ALF, she's not really in much of anything to speak of. Yeah. Um then there's Lynn Tanner, who's played by an actor named Andrea Elson, who was 19. Um, so she began as a child actor, um, did some various stuff, none of which I heard of, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then was also an ALF, also didn't enjoy the experience, but did manage to find and marry a guy from the crew, um, you know, that makes me uncomfortable. And, like, I know nothing of their relationship. I'm sure it's beautiful. Congratulations. But if you are going through, like, what sounds like it, this, like, this set, it was, like, a, a very, like, toxic environment. Yeah. She and very... definitely had an eating disorder in one of the seasons. Yikes. That's, That's part so of it the sounds... anecdotal So the thing stuff. I... Yikes. So what I worry about with her and the possibly the crew guy as well is that they have some kind of weird trauma bond. Right. And like, <laughs> oh, anyway, wow. It's like all this. Mm. I feel like kids shows were some of the dark, like behind the scenes, they were oh, like yes. some of the darker places. Yes, for sure. And I, that's probably still true maybe to some degree. Yeah. Um, but oh, I did children's theater. I could tell you. <laughs> That's right. You did. Um, but definitely back then, for sure. Like, I mean, even when you just look at the stuff that was marketed to children, you're like, yeah, this is made by people who are clearly like doing peyote on their weekends. Yeah. Like. Why do sure. you think kids want to see this? Like, um, uh, why? Yeah, it's, it's so true. I mean, like, Teletubbies, like, what's yeah. the deal? Yeah. Like, why are we, like, making our kids watch, like, mushroom trips of yeah. people? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I do hope that their life is nice and whatever. I also worry that, yeah. she, you know, she met this guy when she was really young, but, yeah. um, you know, they're still married, so hopefully everything is. Far be it from us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then we have Brian Tanner, played by an actor at the time who was called Benji Gregory. I can only assume now he likes to go by Ben. Um, Mm -hmm. He was 10 uh, when this episode aired. And he also, unsurprisingly, child actor. Uh, He started acting at the age of five, did a lot of commercials. Um, He was on a couple episodes of Punky Brewster. And then... Basically, same deal for him. Like, once this show was over, he did a little... He, like, kicked around a little bit longer and then was, like, donezo. Um, Which, again, super fair. I don't blame anybody (laughs) for... You know, like... They were all, like, I am GTFOing after this piece of crap experience. (laughs) Well, and I also think for... Like, I think for a child actor, that pathway is pretty common. Even, like, a very successful child actor might at a certain age be like I I'm I actually never really cared about this like my parents got me into it and I did it because I wanted to have some like money for college or whatever but now I'm just gonna go to college and like do that and become an accountant or something you know (laughs) it seems a lot less dramatic well I say the accountant thing because I learned recently watching that show this is pop on Netflix that 
one of the members of Boys to Men, uh, after their incredible like success, was like, I just really want to be an accountant. And so he went off. That's to be hilarious. An accountant. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's hilarious. And I I love that. Um, and I feel like they all kind of looked like they could have been accountants right. even I'm at sure the time now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Is he the one who always wore glasses? <laughs> he's the one who was like their deep bass guy. <gasps> oh, like the real skinny tall guy. Yeah. Wasn't that the bass? I think that's so. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's so funny. I don't know if that's what Benji Gregory is doing, but I like to imagine <laughs> he's out there yeah. like tabulating things for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my God. Then we have two additional characters, um, one of whom like, matters a fair bit to the story, but the other who doesn't particularly. Um, the character is called Angel Bob, and that will become apparent soon <laughs> what that's all about. Um, and it's played by a guy named Joseph Marr, who's 55, um, who I immediately recognized, but I couldn't figure out from where. And then when I looked at his IMDb page, um, he was in Sister Act. He was like the main uh, monk in that. Oh, oh yeah. I'm having trouble remembering his face in this show, to be perfectly honest. But Or yes. no, he wasn't oh, a monk, funny. he was the priest in that. Sorry. Okay, okay. Well, they all kind of blended in. It was like the, there wasn't many dudes in that movie. No, and once a man is like in a fancy robe, I'm like, are you a monk or... Are you a monk or are you a priest? We don't yeah, know. Yeah, it doesn't, like, you're all <laughs> just going to go into like that category for me. Mm, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> no, I, woof, I, like, l- let's just assume that today my, like, joke-ometer is on low. <laughs> like, oh, well, it was going to be a tasteless joke-ish, but. <laughs> um, it's where my brain went. Yeah, but he's certainly, I, I would probably maybe say out of all of this group, he's probably the most successful um, like the yeah, longest. I feel like this next lady was kind of yeah, successful too. Like, yes, ish. both of them have like probably, I think the like longest IMDb yeah. lists. Um, Which is funny because they're two like uh, tertiary characters that are not not actually in the main cast right. of this show and right. they actually are more successful slash uh, have more longevity in their careers. Yes. So the next character is Raquel Ochmonic, and that's played by Liz Sheridan, who is 59. Um, and her main claim to fame is that she's the actress that plays Seinfeld's mom. And so we already instructed younger listeners who aren't familiar with Seinfeld. (laughs) We already told you to like get up on that. Um, so the mom from that is also in this. Check it out. (laughs) So there's that. Um, Mm. and that's all we need to know for this show. Um, and frankly... That, we're not going to learn much more from this episode. I'll say that. Um, so we have our cold open. We're in the Tanner's backyard. Uh, they're all playing croquet for some reason. And um, yeah. Alf is refereeing again for some reason. Um, well, because he's a monster alien, he can't play. I guess not. Well, that's the whole thing. He does all these weird-ass jokes about, like, that they have croquet on Melmac, but it's called, like, muckbucking or something. (laughs) Um, So I guess Melmac is basically just, like, Earth number two. Yes. (laughs) It's, like, all the same, except for just with a bunch of furry... Yes. 
oh, whatever this, he is. I was going to have you try and explain what Elf looked like in case anyone hasn't seen it. Ooh, I feel like what he looks like is Google it. And, um, <laughs> but what it looks like to me is like part like bear, mm-hmm. part, part like anteater, mm-hmm. par- part, um, like rodent yeah. almost like yeah. rat a little yeah. bit. Um, it's not good. <laughs> no. Although he was still with all of that said, like I say those things as a combined thing and you'd be like, oh, I'm picturing a hideous creature. And that's correct. But also he was like somehow also cute a little bit. Like Yeah. I mean, I I feel like didn't you mention that like we had a toy of him? Yeah, we did, and it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good toy of him that I recall. Like I think there were obviously we probably had multiple toys of him, but the one I can remember was kind of um big ish and like pretty well made where it really yeah. looked like him. Yes. Like it didn't Yes. It didn't look like someone, like, at a factory somewhere just, like, slapped it together, even though they probably did. But um, it was a good toy, and I think it was even one of the kind that had, like, the pulley thing, and it would say, like, his little catchphrases and shit. Yeah. But he was strange-looking, but somehow still, you know, when things are, like, so ugly they're cute? That's kind of, like, what he is. Yeah, I think that's right. And, like, as well, like... um, Oh, yeah, that's what it was, is, like, I think there was only ever just one ALF puppet. Like, in the show? Yeah. So, because, like, yeah, that's what it was. I was reading, part of why the production was so awful was because during <clears throat> rehearsals, um, they wouldn't use the the real ALF to, like, protect it from getting, oh, like, dirty worn or and torn or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so they had this other thing that God knows what that thing looked like. Um, that would that I don't want to. That's see. probably that I'd be stuff of, night, of nightmare fuel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, he looks weird, but he's out there riffing with the fam in a referee shirt. Um, <laughs> so I th- I think isn't it? I think he accidentally, but who's to say? To be honest, he hits Willie in the knee with the croquet mallet, and everyone. Yeah is outraged, and they all follow Willie back into the house. And then Alf is kind of like, um, you know... He's, some- he's immediately sunk into, like, a, like a existential crisis. Yes, <laughs> and he actually says, sometimes I wish I'd never come here. Um, so, again, like, I think this tells us about uh, Paul Fusco a bit. Like, yeah, he's... Alf is like... I I don't like how these people were mad at me because I hit that guy for a second. You know, I like, was they were mad at me for a second. <laughs> yeah. So then he's like futzing around with the croquet mallet and then drops it on his head. And like you do. And then we get into the credit sequence which is just like as 80s as it gets. Um yep. it's like my handwritten notes just say, like, so much saxophone. (laughs) 
hum the tune or anything, but it was just like <laughs> incredible amounts of sax. Uh, yeah, in a way yeah, that yeah. like I has never happened before or since the eighties. Um, yeah. Then after the credits, we're in the kind of um, dining area of the Tanners' living room, and Alf comes in from outside. The Tanners are eating dinner, and he's kind of like I think a bit miffed. He's like, "Why didn't you tell me dinner was ready?" Like, um, and people aren't reaction reacting to him and so yeah he, I guess does he think initially that they're giving him like the silent treatment or something I think so I I think so I think it's like a sixth sense moment where like he doesn't know he's dead <laughs> yes <laughs> you know what I indeed. mean um <laughs> and so then he's like getting increasingly frustrated and then all of a sudden Angel Bob appears and is on the couch and he's like you can shout at them all you want. Um, they're not going to hear you. And Alf is like, what? And uh, that's, I mean, fair question. Um, and yeah. Angel Bob is like, well, don't you remember you said you wished you had never come here and you wanted to know, like, what your life would be like if you hadn't. So that, so that's why I'm here. I'm your guardian angel. Um, and I'm going to show you what life would be like if you hadn't, like, you still would have crashed to earth, but you crashed not in their garage. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. And so uh, Alf is like, okay, I guess I can roll with that. Um, and so then we get to see some scenes of the Tanners where, like, um, they've all of a sudden got all this money. And that's mm -hmm. not totally clear to me why they've got all this money. Yeah, I mean, they make the... They make the um the leap I feel like we're supposed to make is that Alf is costly. <laughs> well, yes, but I'm like, how... Somehow. How costly... But they don't send him to college or anything. No, I like, like... I guess it it would be a certain amount more of grocery money a week. I guess. But, like... He's supposed to, he eats a lot. He, like, breaks a lot. Yeah, I feel like that those are the two things we're supposed things. to, like... But even so, like, just because you break something doesn't mean you need to buy a new one. No. Um... <laughs> And there, and it seems like he's always breaking stuff like fancy candy dishes, which I don't even see the point yeah. of in the first place. So like, why? Well, I feel like in the eighties, people had yes, those. Remember, like did. I can not to like make everything about us, but like I very specifically remember like our grandmother's yes. candy dishes. Yes, I do too. Um, and it makes me want candy if I see things I like can't that. <laughs> I, I can't even think about food. Please. Oh my god. god. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, the other kind of sad thing is that Brian now has all these friends because, and they can come over mm. because now they don't have a secret alien living in the house, so they don't have to, like, <laughs> keep everyone out of the house. Um, mm -hmm. and so, like, Alf is like, it looks like they're doing really well without me around. Um, and then... Bob is like, well, then would you like to see your life? And he's like, well, have I got a good life? And then he says, as required, oh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, you know, like as if. So all the children get that yes. reference, of course, of course. And also like as if we hadn't already figured out that this was an it's a, a wonderful life ripoff thing. It's also sort of um, the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. Or not the nightmare before Christmas. Oh, my God. What the hell is that shit called? Christmas Carol, Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. 
Um, so it's weird too, like that this isn't their Christmas episode, and it isn't. It's yeah, just they like could have really in random October, like. They really, oh, wow, they're stupid. But Paul Fusco was probably just like, nope, this is when we're doing yeah. it. I'm an asshole. Indeed. <laughs> so then we cut to Alf in a fancy office wearing a fancy-ass suit. Um, <laughs> like a full suit. Like a full, like, Gordon Gecko Wall Street of the 80s <laughs> suit, which is nuts. Um and he's, like, on the phone and, like, doing, you know, like, business guy stuff that I don't understand. <laughs> um, and then mm. Angel Bob explains that, like, in this reality, rather than crashing into uh, the garage of the Tanners, he crashed into a Bloomingdale's and the radiator fluid from his ship got into some perfume and then various fancy people fancy and like famous people uh yeah. got the perfume loved it and then now he's like this corporate magnate of this uh cosmetics company i have so many questions about that but i don't care also yeah i and i don't have answers to them i guarantee it i'm just i like a little bit want to smell radiator fluid just like out of pure curiosity I don't think it's great um yeah but then Alf is like well but wait what about the alien task force which is hunting me in my other reality and Mm -hmm. uh Angel Bob is like oh well no they don't care about you because you're so wealthy you paid off all of the U.S. debt uh so I mean the president like loves you and like you know, you're fine. Well, I feel like that's also a loaded, um, like, take. Because, and also, this is way too deep for, like, a kid's show. But, A, that the U.S. has so much debt, number one. Two, that, like, pretty much in this, um, in our society, is as long as you have money, you can get out of any type of legal trouble you are Indeed. ever in. Indeed. <laughs> um, and particularly as a literal illegal alien. Um, yeah. That he's like, I'll just pay out my problems and then everything's fine. Yeah. Um, mm. But anyway, La- Alf feels that this life is awesome. So he's like, okay, uh, Bob, sign me up. I want to keep this version of my life. And mm-hmm. so then they have to go to Bob's office, which I guess is in heaven. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just a white, empty mm-hmm. room with some filing cabinets. Um, and Angel Bob is, like, doing the paperwork. And uh, in the context of doing that, he's chatting with Alf and then reveals that once the kind of transfer takes hold just like how the tanners don't remember him he won't remember the tanners and okay that makes alf sad and gives him pause and he's like well okay i guess but like i just want to see them one last time i guess so that he can say goodbye in some way uh okay i mean they didn't seem like all that nice to him at least in this episode well yeah but it's all about alf so he's like i want to yes, see them yes. i want to say goodbye so then we go back yeah. to their living room and alf sees that uh the parents are like playing chess 
and talking in weird accents for some reason. Rich people accents, right? Yes. It's like, darling, I must get my diamonds from the sea. Yes. It's like that. Type, yeah. It's like that slow rich person talk. Which I don't <laughs> think is how rich people talk, I'll be honest. I think if I like got really rich, I'd start talking like that. That would just because you wanted annoy annoy people but like yes true so (laughs) i'd want but i want people to know the minute i walk in that i'm rich and if you do it with your voice they'll definitely know fair enough um (laughs) so they're playing chess brian now has taken up child's golf um and then like I think, now I can't remember, but, like, Lynn is, like, can I take the Maserati home? Or like, some weird-ass thing. Um, yeah. And then Willie tells us an exceptionally bad joke, like, and does it badly. I can't even remember what the joke is, but it's real bad. Yeah, it, it's real bad, and it's, again, slow as hell. Yeah, and then, <laughs> like... He then Willie also even breaks a, a candy dish, I think is what it is, but it's some kind of like yeah. crystal dish. And yeah. his wife looks at him and is like, Why'd you do that? And he's like, I don't know. I just like felt like I wanted to hear something break or something. And yeah. then Alf realizes. And then they, oh, wait, I just remember they also then have the maid come oh, in right. and like make her belch at them. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh, God. Yeah. They're like, please belch. And she, like, belches for them. Like, Because I think that's, that's also... That's thing Alf does. Like, the Alf yeah. thing. Yeah, he's very, like, potty humor-like yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, and so then... Um, and again, showing just how, like, self-centered Alf is, and then clearly what Paul <laughs> Fusco is as well. Alf realizes that he brings so much to the Tanner's lives that he can't leave them. He's like, I'm the best, man. <laughs> now, in fairness, I guess that is also a bit of what It's a Wonderful Life is about, which is George Bailey realizes how important he is to people's lives. Um, yeah, truthfully, I've never actually seen that movie all the way oh, through. Yeah, well, he, that's the realization because he, like, yeah. because the whole point of that one is that he's on the bridge considering he's suicidal, suicide, right? Yes. Yeah. And then his, his guardian angel comes and says, like, no, yeah. you actually mean a lot more to people than you realize. And he's like, I don't believe mm. that. And then they go through the whole thing. So that is like mm. a much nicer message than this version of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so then they go back to the heaven office and Alpha's like, I undo the paperwork. I want to go back to my previous life. Um, and the bo- And the angel is like a little bit annoyed, but... Like, I guess it's It's like extra paperwork. Yeah. I'd be annoyed too. But I mean, can he just rip up the paperwork? Like, no, you have to undo it totally. With heaven paperwork, it's different. Oh, got it. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Um, And so then, like, the final bit of it is that Alf starts saying over and over again, the deal is off, the deal is off. And then we do like a fade out and fade in. And then he's back in the living room. He wakes up on the couch. Um, He has a bandage on his head, which looks (laughs) super nuts. Um, I love it. I think his bandage actually looks kind of punk rock because of the way they do like his bangs up out of the center of it. (laughs) Yes. They they love to have his bangs like be out. Yeah. In all forms. And it also, the fact that he has such a quaff of hair uh, yeah. makes me think that maybe Paul Fusco is bald. That's so interesting. I wonder if there's pictures of him. I'm going to look. But um, 
I, I also, it's so funny. This, this, in, now I'm going to just ask a million questions about It's a Wonderful Life. In It's a Wonderful Life, is it that the, the guardian angel shows him like alternate reality or shows him like scenes in his life that have happened in just a different perspective on it? No, it's an alternate reality. Like his wife okay. is like horror of horrors, a single librarian in glasses. Um, oh yeah. And that's, his, that's dark. His kids are not born. And like, the, ta- the it. town itself is like falling on hard times in some way. Got like, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, so this like it's so funny because this show is like such a weird mix of all different, and because this end part is like a hundred percent Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's you know. like waking up and it's like, oh, uh, I was. And it was all a yes, dream. Yes, and the family and you were there, and you yeah, were there. and the family is like around him, and they're like, wow, yeah. are you okay? Like. Blah, blah, blah. And then Willie apologizes to Alf. Again, this is why that actor fucking attacked the puppet. Because I get like, it. Because Paul you know what? Fusco he wanted to attack it so yeah. that, like, his character had to, like, sycophantically be like, I'm so sorry. When it's yep. like, no, Alf was an asshole. He hit you in the knee. And yes, it's too bad that then he also knocked himself out, but that doesn't negate that he was being an asshole. Yeah, totally. Paul Fusco, I I Googled him, and I actually don't know which, I mean, these ones of him, the guy obviously with Alf is him. He does have hair, but he does also look like an asshole to me. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. That's so funny, but... The, yeah, I mean, the, the point, like, the uh, the actor who punched the puppet, he, I'm sure in his mind, he wanted to punch the fucking shit out of Paul Fusco. Yes. But he was like, oh, that's, like, illegal. Right. <laughs> but punching a puppet is not illegal, right. so I'm going to do that. Right, for sure. <laughs> um, so the final, like, little bit is that... Uh, Later that evening, Alf is on the phone with Bloomingdale's trying to pitch his perfume that he saw in the alternative reality. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like such an alternative reality because the real radiator fluid is disgusting and turns your skin blue because then Kate comes out and she has blue like all over her outfit that she was going to wear on her date and she smells very bad. And I was just like... How can you have put that much blue I perfume mean. on you and not <laughs> realized until it was like on you that way? Like, yeah, and like hot take, I don't wear a lot of perfume, just like not really my jam. But I'm pretty sure that in the perfume world, less is more. Yes, <laughs> like you don't want to be swimming in it, right? Because you're gonna overwhelm whoever you're with, right? But, I mean, I guess... And anyone in the vicinity. Yes. I guess the whole point is that then the joke's not as funny. So... Of course. Uh, and that's I mean, it. Alf hangs up the phone and he's kind of like, I guess I'm not in the perfume business or like something. <laughs> and that's freeze frame, show over, we're done. Wow. Yeah. Um, this show's wild. I know. And I loved it. I don't know why I loved it. Like I'm trying. I really, truly, I'm trying to like. 
But didn't you love it too? Or am I like remem- misremembering? Oh, I mean, mean, I really felt like we both loved it. I definitely. Oh, not this time around. I was, that's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I still liked it this time around. I liked it fine. But like, and I liked it for a nostalgic reason. Sure. I will say. Like, yeah. I was into it for that. Um, but I'm just trying to like access my child brain and like figure out what it was I liked about it at the time. Well, I guess just the silly antics of a puppet. Yeah. And like he was kind of gross and. Yeah, puppets would... are fun for kids. Um, yeah. I, like, I honestly just think that like not only was it that we were kids and so kind of anything on television was already good in my mind. <laughs> like, I just loved yeah. TV. So I was like, anything yeah. is great. Um, but I also really do think that, like, the bar was so low yeah, for what was well, I mean, entertainment at the time. Like, yeah, that's true. So you're just like, this that's is true. Great. And I mean, yeah, because if you think about, like, I think the stuff that was on when we were kids was great. I do. <laughs> and obviously I'm biased. Um, but... And I think the stuff that's on now is crap. And again, I'm biased. Right. So like, I know that it's not, but it, it just doesn't have the same whimsical feel, I don't think, as no. this crazy stuff that we watched. I don't think did. so. And I know that it was crap because I know it because every single time I bring up a show that I watched as a kid, I mom has no memory of it. <laughs> and... She's like, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, never heard of that. We watched that every week. We watched that every day. Like, how have you never heard of that? Or how have you, you have no recollection of it. And it's because I think it was almost like. Just in and out. Like, it happened in front of your eyes and then it was gone. It did. Yeah, it like didn't permeate an adult brain. No. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it was. I am not surprised. Like, I watched this show (laughs) now dumbfounded like I was just like what yeah. is this um well it's just also kind of boring a little yeah. bit like I I not to get into I mean we can talk about yawns and eye rolls in just a sec but like truly as we've by the fact that we're done as quickly I know <laughs> as we are nothing happened nothing happened. like nothing of note really happened there was not much to talk about other than you know he gets hit with a croquet mallet he imagines him his himself in like one scene right. of a new life, and he's woken up and it's over. Yeah. Um, I mean, they only have twenty two minutes to work. I know with, they. I still. know. I mean, I know, I know. But it's just so funny. Like you would sit and be like mesmerized by that as a kid, and that is just a a kind of wild thing to reaccess. I know. Yeah, we were younger and more innocent and dumber. Just a lot dumber, it seems. Like. <laughs> that explains a lot, I feel. Um, so, yes, let us now turn to yawns and eye rolls. So, we will begin yeah. with yawns. One yawn, of course, being this is not boring at all. Loved it, loved it. Um, and 10 yawns being like, really, really, this was a struggle to get through. What would you give it? Mm. It's hard for me because. Like, I did truly enjoy it for, like, the nostalgia of it. But, I, I mean, I caught myself looking at my, um, like, how much time was left. But I was, I was surprised that it only said seven minutes. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, like, a 
two. There's like a little room for improvement, but I'm like, I was pretty, I was basically on board. Let's not lie. Yeah. I think I would say the same that like, I definitely, it wasn't like I was glued to the tube or anything, you know, because it's also like pretty predictable anyway, like, and would have been in 1988 just as much as it is. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, like, I think actually what would have been interesting <laughs> is if it had not been like a cop-out type of ending where he was napping and they just like, they were like, nope, doesn't exist, end of show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I guess I say two as well on that scale. And then yeah. for eye rolls, oh, boy, um, one eye roll is like, nah, you know, it's a show, I watch it. Like, um, and then, <laughs> oh no, this is, that's a tough scale already. Okay. And then 10 is <laughs> like, 10? 10 is like, I just cannot get into whatever this world is that's supposed to happen. Okay. Okay. Like j- literally just from that scale alone, like no other, like your number, your one was, eh, it's a show. I watched it. Um, and that is the literal facts of what I did. So I feel like I feel like based on that scale alone, I have to say one. But it, like it because I know in a broader scope of what you mean, I think I would say like just to be diplomatic, like go right down the middle mm-hmm. and say like a five. Like I was trust me, I was fully on board. But when like the pitch line of a show is a wise guy alien who looks like a bear drops down into this family's life. Like you have to like adjust that scale a little yeah, bit. I think. Fair enough. <laughs> I agree with you um, on giving it a five because, and I think I've given this to, I can't remember if I did it for small wonder, but I know I've given fives to other things where I'm like, there is nothing here that is new. Everything yeah. is derivative. Um, so it's, it's not neither really eye-rolly or not at all yeah like it's just this is just doing everything as we would yeah you know, like it's just five all the way to the bank you know like just whatever. and just like you can't you can't get around the fact that like the literal baseline of the show is already like crazy right <laughs> so you can't like it's it's a hard one to judge on any type of like yes I mean the but of then that brings us to would you recommend this? Did you like it? Um, well, yeah. I mean, yes, I did. I did like it. But would I recommend it? Mm, I'd have to be careful because I think if I recommended it to someone who, like, I would. I want to recommend it. And I think people should see it. But... I think I would fear that if it was someone who did not watch it as a kid and does not have the nostalgia behind it, they would be like, you're not What's okay. wrong with Why your brain? Why did you recommend this? <laughs> um, you need an actual who, MRI immediately. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, I don't think we should probably be friends anymore because I'm, like, concerned about your mental I'm state. I'm breaking but, up with um, you at the, <laughs> on the friendship tip. I'm doing a friendship yeah. breakup. Yeah. So I think the nostalgia is a big reason why I was on board for it. If I just like stumbled across this show now and had no affection for it, which we will see 
coming up next week, perhaps, <laughs> wink, wink, um, I would have a very different opinion of it, I think. Yeah. I have fond memories of it, so I have a much rosier view of it now, and I can, I can recognize that in myself. Yeah, I feel the same. Like, it was nice to visit, I guess, yeah. this show. Um, I don't yeah. want to live there. No, and I don't, it's not one I'm going to go back no. and like just watch for fun in the background. No. Maybe if I was like severely like altered <laughs> in some kind of way. I might need to watch it later but, today to just sleep to. <laughs> if you want to hear some like subtle dad jokes in the background. Yeah, that's probably um, sort of soothing. I guess it could be. Uh, and also, also the thing that we, I, I feel like we talked about this off air or something, but the... The voice of Alf really was reminiscent of something. Yeah. I did keep thinking that I had heard it somewhere else. I thought Paul Fusco was some other type of actor who'd like done a lot of voice work right. or something like that. I fa- He's I not had that same feeling, and it's just like so. His voice is sort of calming in a weird way because it's just like it sounds very familiar. Well, it sounds familiar to us because it imprinted on us as children. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently, this show because, wait, imprinted wait, wait. a lot on more on a than I really knew. Yeah, I mean, Amy, you were one when this show originally well, I don't came think, out. I don't think I was watching it when I was no, one. No, I don't and think I'm you sure, were watching it when you were But I one. think it probably, like you mentioned, it, it was like kind of made for syndication, so I'm sure it played in the 90s yes. on TV, like yeah. Saturday mornings yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, we probably ran across it more like in the late 80s into early 90s would be my guess. Yeah, so. I don't think I was like watching it like first run when I was one. Probably <laughs> like, not. I don't think you were doing much television watching that year, in my nah. understanding. Well, that was a sad year for me. <laughs> I think it was fine. <laughs> I don't no remember TV, it. That sounds sad. I think it was fine. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Amy. Uh, I am Sarah. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. And we will, as always, see you next week in space. Ooh. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.